Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and today we got a good one for you. My buddy Rich Rebar from Sharp Football Analysis is joining us. My draft partner uh, from a few weeks back. He was drafting at the one spot. I was at the two at Flex in New York. It was fun to spend some time together, and I said, Rich. I want to talk more betting with you, not just fantasy football. So he's here today to help us break down some of the pretenders. In case you missed it last week, our boy uh, Pat Fitzmorris was breaking down the contenders, the teams that we think have a lot of expectations in 2023. But there are some teams also that are pretending to have expectations. And these are the best because, Rich, what you get with these teams are some that are for real and some that are Fugazi. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to have to figure that out now. Fugazi is a Brooklyn word, so I'm going to bring that out every now and then. Uh, but Rich, to me, this is where you can make a lot of money in the marketplace, and I can't think of anybody better to break it down. But what is the danger of some of these teams, too, that look good on paper but can't put it all together once the season starts? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So when I think about it from like a betting stance, you know, I'm someone that's just had, this is my first year I can actually bet these futures in Ohio. So uh, mm -hmm. I have them legal. So I'm, I've been excited. I've been firing stuff all off season. <laughs> uh, it's fun. But like, you know, I'm someone that inherently is more like a, you know, a Joey Kanish rounders type of better anyways. I'm looking <laughs> for like, I'm looking for soft lines. I'm looking for ROI, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of how uh, I play. And that's how I play fantasy football a bit too. Uh, so these teams that are like kind of in like purgatory, like I'm glad that we're gonna be talking through some of these because a lot of some of these are, are the lines that I haven't touched because of them kind of being kind of middling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, not really re representing a lot of value. Although some of these I have bet early on, uh, like I know you have the Atlanta Falcons on here. Uh, there's a reason why that has gone up. I, I'd like to think it was because I was one of the people betting it, but uh, a lot of other people with real real money have been betting that as well. Um, I bet it a but, month and a half ago, and then Chris Raybon <laughs> came on the show, and he was like, I'm picking the, the Falcons. And I was like, oh, boy. And when all these smart people, and then I hear it come out of your mouth too, Rich, it just makes me feel better and better every time a person that I have great respect for and great intelligence in the industry keeps saying the same thing. It makes me feel better about my bets, and I want people to get in and make money with us. Like, that's that's what we're trying to do here. But you're right. The numbers are starting to move, too. we got to be careful. And we're going to break them mm -hmm. all down for you right here. And, again, don't forget to stay on top of all that line movement. Make sure you download the Betting Pros app. It's free. Of course, you can go premium. And if you want a chance to go premium and get the best tools on the planet, just drop a comment below. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros. That's how you do it. And then you'll get access to the top-rated player props. You get the custom analysis of your betting performance. Don't forget, you can follow people on here, too. You can follow me at bettingpros.com slash Joe. And, of course... We're giving away that premium, so if you don't want to wait for the premium by subscribing to YouTube and dropping the comment below, you can go straight for it, go right to the door, open it, and go get the premium at bettingpros.com upgrade and start betting smarter and not harder. As always, we're going to start here with the win totals. We're going to talk a little division odds too, which is a little trickier for some of these pretending teams. This is a little harder sell, and then a little to make the playoffs, and maybe some fun too. And the future of the conferences in the Super Bowl. But let's run through these win totals. Let's start with the Falcons because we teased it. Yeah. The seven and a half is gone. It's no longer there. Joey Futures love the seven and a half. Joey Futures bet it. Mm. Uh, and I will stop talking about myself in the third person here. But uh, we have <laughs> eight and a half is the number now that we're dealing with. The over on betting pros right now, Rich, is minus 121. The under at plus 125. So for those people who weren't buying the Falcons, this is a perfect time to throw some shade against them. But I guess here's the question. 
I know the quarterback situation is uncertain. I know the Saints had a pretty good showing in their, you know, first little output there uh, this weekend where Derek Carr was playing and Michael Thomas was actually on the field. So was Alvin Kamara. So interesting things going on. But what do you think of the Falcons in this number? Where are you standing with it now that it's eight and a half? Yeah, I mean, I was someone that already has it too. So, you know, I don't, I'm not probably going to circle back and, and take it at eight and a half, but I don't think that it's completely out. I think you probably are looking at, if you're looking at Falcons futures, you probably are looking more at like division wins, uh, you know, make the playoffs, stuff like that is going to represent mm-hmm. a lot more bang for your buck right now. But I do still, I still do think nine wins is totally possible. They, they have our second easiest schedule. It's funny is that the, the Saints have our easiest schedule projected this season. And the Saints have a little bit of more of an uh, of a distance between the Falcons uh, because they also have like better rest edge than the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons actually have the fourth worst rest edge, even with them having a really easy schedule. Uh, they have one of the worst rest edges in the league. Um, they actually don't. Uh, uh, they they have three games with the road disadvantage, which which isn't great. Uh, and then you talk about the quarterback play. The Falcons also are one of these teams too that. They inherently play a style of football that they're going to just play a lot of close games too. So you might be at the the risk of like a lot of variance, right? Like any right. team that wants to like run the football, not turn the ball over and play these close games. Remember, even last year, they played 13 one score games, uh, one of the highest in the league. So if you just have variance swing on the wrong direction. Like you could run south, right? And this could be a six win team. This could be a seven win team and you don't get there. So I, so I do think that the the actual value in terms of bang for your buck is probably more looking at like division and, and them to make the playoffs in the NFC uh, more so than this, where it is right now. I like that pivot. Uh, and whenever you have teams, especially in divisions that are a little soft, I mean, that that's a better bet sometimes because we saw last year, right? What did nine wins won this division anyway? Right. I mm-hmm. believe if memory serves something horrible and horrific like that. So always keep that in mind. There's different ways to get in on teams if you like them, especially if the market has moved. The Cleveland Browns, this is a leap of faith here. Everybody has to take, Rich, because Deshaun Watson oh, yeah. did not look good last year. But we have plenty of tape of Deshaun Watson looking like a top five quarterback in the league. They went out there and they made some additions to this roster. They acquired Elijah Moore, right? So here we are. The Cleveland Browns are sitting at nine and a half. The over is at plus 110. The under is at minus 130. So it's already kind of telling you that they think the Cleveland Browns are just not something Vegas is buying too much right now, uh, necessarily. Or actually, you know, that... that I think the biggest question maybe in the NFL this season is what Deshaun Watson are we going to get? So in your opinion, what Deshaun Watson are we going to get? And do you think that feeling is investable yet? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of value in this line. Uh, You know, if if you're over it, I am more on the positive end just because we haven't really seen a lot of players that were as good as Deshaun Watson was over like the opening four years of his career, just like be terrible. I've brought it up a few, a few times here. Like, yeah, kind of go back to Dante Culpepper's like the last guy that was like really good. And then just like, stop being good at, at quarterback. Well, that was injury he, though, right? Wasn't that he, more yeah, of him? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was older. He had, he did have an ACL. I mean, Watson had ACL too. Uh, and then, you know, Randy Moss left the team. So it's like, you, we, we have to at least keep like some benefit of the doubt that maybe Deshaun Watson is still, just like we give them a, a little bit of a pass for the not basically playing football in, in one and a half years. The Browns played like two awful weather games when he came back. The offensive line was kind of in flux. The Browns were two and six in one score games last year. Like that's probably going to flip. Uh, they had the second worst fumble luck in the league. They were minus 4.6 fumbles uh, recovered below expectation. They were seventh worst in field goal luck too. Like those are all things that are probably going to regress positively. Um 
They also are a team that has like a big rest advantage uh, this year. Uh, they don't play any teams coming off of a bye. They don't play any teams coming off of a Thursday game, uh, which helps them. They do have a really, really tough opening schedule uh, before their bye. And they're also a team that has an early bye, uh, which also is a love. So I just don't see a lot of value in this line. I'm more optimistic on the Browns if you like some of their longer stuff, like maybe their AFC odds or Super Bowl odds. Um, but this is a, a brutal division, right? It like, is. AFC, it really the, is. the AFC North and the AFC East, like these teams are going to beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> They are. And you also have good coaching, too, with Mike Tomlin, who, you know, I, we can talk about how Pittsburgh kind of remade itself a little bit year over year. And we know what Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to be. And, you know, or at least we have an expectation as long as the health is there. And the Ravens seem like a team that's refocused and ready to go. We talked a lot about them. If you want to get some of those again, uh, some takes on that Fitz and I broke them down. You can go back and listen or watch on the YouTube channel to the contenders version of this show. Uh, but let's stick with more pretenders here. The, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know there's kind of like this renewed optimism here of Jordan Love. Everything's going to be great. You know what? Maybe we're going to be the plucky team. Maybe we're going to be the team that's a little bit better than people think we are. Um, the number is seven and a half for them. The over at minus 115, the under at plus 120. So once again, the faith not really with necessarily uh, the Jordan Love <laughs> situation there. Um, but, you know, there was kind of this dark cloud and this weird thing kind of hanging over with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. and it just came to hang over this this organization. Do you think that with him gone, that there's this kind of renewed optimism around camp, around everybody that, hey, you know what? Fresh start, let's go and let's roll. Or do you think it's kind of a false narrative because when you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, all of a sudden you're going to downgrade in wins? Yeah, I've actually been in on the, the Packers a lot like people were in on the Falcons uh, mm -hmm. to a degree. I think because when you look at this division, they probably still have the best like one through 53 roster, right? Like right. It, the, the concerns come with the transition of quarterback. But I mean, also Jordan Love's not a rookie. Like he's been with the organization for two years. I don't know if we can really quantify like what that means, but he does have some experience. He did look a lot better and just the, he played a very small sample last year. So I don't want to go crazy with it, but he did look a lot better his second year than he did when we saw him in a small sample as a rookie. And I think when you look at their roster, they have every offensive lineman that took a snap for them coming back this year. We know that they can they can have a good run game and play ball control because that's what LaFleur has done anyways. They've got the probably the best defense in the division. I Actually, I would say it's not even close. They do have the best defense yeah. in that division. Um, they also don't play – they're opening five games. They don't play a single team that's in the top eight in Super Bowl odds. They have our easiest-ranked pass-rushing schedule. Uh, so they're going to face like the softest amount of projected te teams that can rush the passer, which I think helps them as well. Uh, I, I've already bet them uh, their win total and their kind of division odd stuff. Uh, obviously, I still think like the Lions win, but I think the Lions actually represent like one of the worst like divisional values and maybe are a little bit overvalued uh, by the public. But I've been I've been in on the Packers. I think they're a lot better like real life team than they're getting credit for. I think you wait if you like the Lions and you let them get their doors blown off by KC in week one, and then you go bet the Lions. I think that's what you do. <laughs> you really just, just be a little bit more patient. Wait that one out because I think people go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe the Lions aren't as good as we thought they are. And they very well might be, but teams playing with expectations far better than playing the plucky underdog. It's a different situation there. Uh, it's interesting, too, because last year, Green Bay was actually three and three in this division, and they still they won eight games. But you could write a script here where maybe they go four and two in this division here, potentially. Uh, so people forget that they really kind of struggled, even with Aaron Rodgers, to, you know, outside of those those gimme games against the Bears, we're going to lock in those two wins. 
not so much the case last year in terms of dominating that division. Uh, let's do another one here. The Los Angeles Chargers. Ah, the annual Charger buzz, <laughs> right, Rich? We've seen this a million times, and the Chargers always kind of fall short. They always find a way to Charger. Uh, the number here is pretty high. It's 9.5, the over at minus 115, the under at 9.5 at plus 120. So, uh, look, the Chargers went in the draft. They got Quentin Johnson to kind of give them a little insurance. You saw Palmer play pretty well. But the big story last year was just not having those number one and number two wide receivers healthy for any extended period of time together. Now, you give yourself more insurance. You can hope for better health. But how do you see the Chargers and this nine and a half right now in a division, again, that's kind of in flux and changing? You have some change with the Raiders, obviously. And, you know, you're looking around here and you have a Charger team that, you know, may or may not be ready to compete with the big boys in the AFC. How do you see this nine and a half? Yeah, I still think the Chargers are probably being undervalued because of that, right? A little mm -hmm. bit. Like people want to say same old Chargers. I mean, this team won 10 games last year. In a season in which Justin Herbert, you know, had a chest fracture, you know, early in the season, then had a torn labrum. They played 20 total offensive snaps last year with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Corey Lindsley, and Rashawn Slater on the field. And they still won 10 games, right? Like, uh, I feel like that, you know, everyone just like same old Chargers, something's going to happen to them. But I mean, th this is still a team I believe that has like true upside. Uh, and maybe, you know, potential to win the AFC upside. You know, if this is a team that totally you could say Justin Herbert goes on a three game heater in the playoffs um, and, and they can win it if you get like a right draw. Right. Like the kind of like the Bengals got a couple years ago, uh, depending what you have to go through, because in the AFC, like we all know, like these quarterbacks are all going to beat each other. Like you're going to have to go through someone in the AFC. So I, I still think the Chargers are one of the better teams. I think that obviously, you know, the, the stigma has to eventually break. Right. Like it has to. There's just no way like a team. Is I think so. Fit. I think Herbert's. <laughs> the guy to do it too like i do agree that over time it's going to be the guy i don't know if it's this incarnation i think a lot of it has to do rich too what you think of the broncos like do you think sean payton can pull this team up by the haunches and make them competitive again because if you do i think that puts this number in a little bit of concern this nine and a half i think i would be on the under if you think that but what do you think of the broncos in that sense yeah i'm out on the broncos You're man. Still out. i think okay. people, yeah it's, it's, I, they're I, too I, far you gotta really but it's gonna take a couple years to pull them out of the muck is what you well, think. My, my, my problem with the broncos is like who's gonna get through to russell wilson right because the the defensive meta in the nfl has changed right you're seeing we're seeing a lot less blitzing we're seeing a lot more coverage a lot more nickel dime on the field nfl teams want you to have eight plus play drives right matriculate down the field we, we want you to have to earn your touchdowns and russ every offense that russell wilson has been in it you know we keep blaming all the coordinators right let russ cook but the offenses all end up looking the same because of the style of russell wilson plays like he's a big game hunter he wants to throw outside the numbers he wants to throw vertical he doesn't want he doesn't want to take these free these free passes right he doesn't mm -hmm. want to throw the four yard check down and in the, the way defenses are playing nfl it's kind of fall. He's falling into their hands. I mean, like I said, I go back to the 2021 sample when he missed that section of the Seahawks season and how different the Seahawks looked under Geno Smith. And it's like, you know, I wish I would have factored that more into not only DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett that, that following season. I think we all could say football. that, Rich, to be fair. But we also, all wish we believed you know, a little more in Geno. I know I didn't. I thought it would be fun, but I really wasn't buying into yeah, it. Yeah, but also what it meant for Russ going to Denver, right? Mm -hmm. Like we thought it would just be like the sa same thing. Let Russ cook. Russ is going to finally cook and all these things. And, you know, obviously Nathaniel Hackett's going to fall on that sword. And I don't want to defend Nathaniel Hackett either and give him a hall pass. But Russ has to change his game. And is Sean Payton going to be the guy to do this? Like, you know, we would hope so, right? Well, if like anyone can do it, Sean can. I mean, Sean, Sean's yeah. track record going back, you know, as a quarterback coach. I mean, this guy's been in the league for so mm -hmm. many years. He's worked with so many of the best 
of the best. And his track record, you know, speaks for itself there. Now, granted, you know, as a head coach, when you have Drew Brees, it makes your life a little easier, I think. But, you know, people forget Drew Brees was kind of a castaway before he ended up in New Orleans. So a lot of people weren't buying into him necessarily. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. A couple more that we have here, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. I want to take these as a duo here because it all depends on what you think of the bills. And if you think that the dolphins and jets are contenders or pretenders at this point, but I think you have to still call them pretenders until they otherwise show themselves. The dolphins and the jets are both at nine and a half kind of close here. So the dolphins at uh, the over at plus one Oh five, the under minus one Oh five, same for the Jets here, nine and a half, the over at minus 115, the, un- the under at plus 105. So you're getting plus money on the Jets to go over. I am not buying into, you know, this is not a hard knocks thing for me. You know, this is not an Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers is doing a really good job of reimagining his image on the way out of football so he can spin it off for the rest of his life. However, I keep buying the Jets defense, Rich. Defense is really good. I, I think they've got a, a good situation here where... Uh, I think they're going to be slow out of the gate. So I like mm-hmm. to wait on the Jets because I look at that schedule and I can see them going two and five in that schedule. And then eventually over time, maybe finishing 12 and five. Like, I think they could go on that kind of a run when you see some of the teams they have later on the year, if things start to click for them. So I like the Jets, but I'm waiting on this number. I want them to go into a better place first with more losses to start the season. How do you approach the Dolphins and the Jets? Because I am in on the Jets and I think they have a chance to be a contender. What do you think? I mean, it's really hard not to draw the corollary between what's the situation of Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and, you know, Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers a couple years ago, you know, or even Peyton Manning to the Denver Broncos. Go drop yourself in with a good defense and, you know, take but even more so Brady. You know, you think like Brady that last year, the Patriots, like it looked like it felt like that whole season he had a foot out the door. Right. Like, you know, he, he felt like he was kind of checked out of the offensive yeah. system. He was frustrated with the surrounding talent. And it felt like we had a similar thing with Rodgers. Right. Like you talked about the dark cloud kind of maybe going away from Green Bay. But I also think it's going to be similar to that Buccaneers team. So you remember that that Super Bowl Buccaneers team, they kind of uh, they didn't start like necessarily slow, but they finished real hot. Like they were seven and five. And I think they won their last eight games of the year mm-hmm. the, the the jets have an absolutely miserable like opening oh, six games they've, they've got to play the eagles they've got to play they i mean get, out of the gate yeah, they open bills cowboys patriots chiefs broncos eagles so like yeah, yeah like you said maybe there's a chance there's they're two and four or you know three and three and like people are like oh look at the hype that you mm-hmm. we, we placed on these guys that's when you pounce but, i think if you like but the jets. yeah i think that's when you bet them uh because things get a lot better after their week seven bye they still play some good teams but it significantly lightens up and like you said you're buying it on that defense like that Bucks team like they're they're going to be able to figure this out along the way because the defense is that damn good uh so I think that's what you say I think the Jets definitely become a better bet like in season for sure when like some of the 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 sheen kind of falls off the rose the Dolphins are very tricky so what's funny is these are these two teams are the inverse of what we talked about Saints Falcons these two teams play the two hardest schedules in the Mm -hmm. NFL for us uh, and the Dolphins are at 31st. They they flipped. They play one of the hardest schedules uh, as opposed to last year. They were eight and one and two of starts. But you kind of look at it and like they beat they beat some real bad teams. <laughs> and like and you people talk about the upside. Like they had they had a three game stretch there where they went absolutely you know nuclear. It was a four game stretch. I'm sorry, where they went absolutely nuclear against the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, and the Texans. And then immediately out of that, people were like, "Oh man, the Dolphins are for real." And you remember immediately out of that, they faced the 49ers mm-hmm. and got whopped. They faced the Chargers on Sunday Night Football and got whomped. Uh, and then they played a tight game against the Bills. But like they started to face like real opponents and. 
it wasn't as tight. You have the two injury stuff that kind of then comes into play later in the year. But it was like, how does Mike McDaniel calibrate what happened to him against those good defenses, right? Because those good defenses that took away the middle of the field and wanted to force Miami to throw deep uh, and took away like all those all that rhythm stuff. Like, how does Mike McDaniel now calibrate when they have this really hard schedule now, uh, like we talked about with the Jets? Uh, so I'm real curious on the Dolphins. They're a team like I'm just not I haven't touched them. I don't really I got no feel either. So that two, yeah, two for two really to everybody watching and listening. If you love the Dolphins this year, good on you. I, I can't get there. Rich seems to be struggling with it, too. And I'll tell you the truth. I do like they could the be really good. I mean, I love they everything be. they've done. Like, dude, this def- all their defensive additions are sensational. Like you add Vic Fangio. This is like one of the few teams in the NFL that actually has like good like wall to wall linebacker play too. like they don't have to live mm-hmm. in sub package defense. I mean, you add David Long, you already have Van Gink, you have Jerome Baker. Like these are studs. You've got Christian Wilkins, you've got Bradley Chubb. Uh, they have t- two of the best safeties in the NFL. Like this is this team is loaded on on defense. I mean, I look at this AFC East, man. I, I wonder like like how the hell any of these teams kind of get out of there like right like it's well, that's it's, why it's the bills are just boring there. to me like the bills been there done that uh, I'm yep. telling you my plan is to wait let the Jets get off to that slow start let that number expand from was it plus 280 to win the division to probably I don't know plus 600 and then I get in and then I watch and see what happens if it doesn't work it doesn't work but I could always double down if they start to get hot and that number starts to decrease that's how you bet the futures market it's like the stock market you gotta watch get in at the right time get out at the right time and figure it all out let's play around some division odds okay so New Orleans is a plus 130 to win the uh, NFC South Atlanta is a plus 230 who would you rather take the New Orleans number or the Atlanta number plus 130 for New Orleans plus 230 for Atlanta yeah, I think that that the Falcons uh, are like this is where you get like kind of the most value out of them. I still like the Saints still to to win the division. I think mm-hmm. that they get like tiebreakers because of the they have you know the the rest advantage versus the Falcons in terms of that. But I think that there's value here for if you still like the Saints. But I mean, this is where I think you you bet the Falcons if you do like them. Uh, by the way, the Falcons number opened at plus 400. That's yeah. why I bet the Falcons. <laughs> I just want to yeah. put that out there. We'll see. We'll I see. Mean, if we... The Falcons have gotten hammered. Like they're they a team. Have. Like, maybe oh, you do, dude. You do the same thing with oh, the yeah. Falcons. Maybe you try to gain value in season, right? Like maybe like same thing. If you like the Lions, like you, you're probably gonna get better value in season than you are at this point of the off season with us only having like two weeks to go. Well, like Jets in Miami, we'll do this one. We kind of hash it out already. To win the division, Jets right now, consensus number plus 270. It started out at plus 475, so obviously, you know, the hype is real there. I wait for her to get back to the plus 475, but Miami's a plus 300. I think Rich kind of made this clear that, you know, he's just not feeling the Miami number. So let's skip to Baltimore. Plus 225 is the open. Now it's plus 235 here with the Burrow injury and, again, a very tough division. I know the new offensive coordinator takes some time to put things together. What do you think of this rebuild Baltimore team? Are they contenders or pretenders? Oh yeah, they're content. It's like if we don't like Harbaugh's not going to have a bad team, man. Like there's just this, and everything that they've done is positive. It sucks that they waited to to pay their quarterback two hundred sixty million dollars to kind of make all these transitions. <laughs> like that's you want to do that on a rookie contract, uh, but they finally have at least like pushed the envelope. And no matter what you think of like Odell Beckham at this point, or you don't believe Bateman uh, is going to stay healthy, or you don't think a rookie in Zay Flowers is going to make like a true wow. year one. I impact. do. I you know me, I'm buying the Zay Flowers everywhere. 
You know me, yeah. Richie. But but collectively, that wide receiver unit as a, as a sum of parts is just so much better than what they put on the field. Also, I mean, you go back to last year. I mean, this team gave the Bengals two absolute hell games. Like, the, I mean, they don't they they have a shot to win that playoff game if Tyler Huntley doesn't try to jump from the four yard line uh, uh, over a pile. Like, they they might beat the Bengals in that mm-hmm. in that game if that play doesn't happen. Like, um, yeah. so I definitely think there's value uh, on the Ravens. We kind of talked about the Browns kind of being in that kind of that weird spot. So I have no problem, you know, being being in on the Ravens. All right, let's do some rapid fire here to make the playoffs. The Jets to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 130. No, plus 120. What do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, if you do are against the Jets, like this is where your value against the Jets is, right? Yeah. Like if no, you are yeah. against the Jets, like here's your value, right? Again, I'm like, going to wait. Is... I'm going to wait for that. Yes. Yeah. I've got just that two and five start. It's there. It's staring us in the face, folks. It is staring. I'm telling you, when, I, when, we, when we start in mid-October, that's when we're going to get right back in there. Just be patient. What about Miami to make the playoffs? You get minus 105 on yes and no. So really, it's true. Yeah, it's adventure. just dead even. It's the same thing. It's true yeah. true even like odds. I think that you're going to get better stuff in either direction, you know, probably in season. I will say, though, if you were on that short, and like you just think this division beats the hell out of each other. You 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 value Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers as being the two better quarterbacks. Uh, then this would be a spot where you would say, yeah, it's a little bit better here to take just the, the minus 105 now. Speaking of beating the hell out of each other, Let's talk about the Pittsburgh. Go back to the AFC North. Yes to make the playoffs plus 140. No, minus 155. Yeah, I just think in the AFC still, like your margin here is just very thin. I know sure. that Mike Tomlin, like he's got the alligator blood, right? <laughs> uh, I, th- I feel like I feel like if you want to bet an alligator blood team, you look at the Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers and saying that like their division and everything that like, gives them better chances sure, and you get better sense. odds. Like, because like, I mean, Steelers like this, this, that you probably in the AFC one have to push double digit wins. Uh, and like that division, like are even with them being better and expecting some regression for Kenny Pickett, like positive regression to the mean. I mean, uh, it's still to bet them to have like double digit wins and have us upside. Uh, it's still really hard for me to get there. All right. Chargers, even money on the yes, no plus one Oh five. Oh yeah. I'll tell you, I, I'm in on that. Like I said, I right. think that they're still one of the better teams. Okay. All right. So how about the New York giants, the team that made the playoffs last year? This number was actually kind of surprising to me to tell you the truth, Rich they're, to yes is plus plus one seventy two, No minus one ninety. Like, I mean, I know the Giants were kind of a feel good story last year, but this was this is pretty harsh shade there for the no that the Giants can't do it. Do you agree? Oh, well, this got hammered. I hammered the Giants early before when we got their <laughs> list of schedule opponents. Then they got doubled down and they just got like an absolute miserable draw in terms of rest and like travel early in the season. They play so many road games early. This is a team that only won one division game last year. Uh, they were eight, eight, four and one in one score games like they were 26 in percentage of snaps led. The Giants are a tough case because I actually think they're going to be a better team than they were last year and win fewer games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will say, well, that's unsuccessful. They just had so many high variance luck things go in their favor last year that probably don't happen and they're just not as good as the eagles and cowboys at all like they're just uh, from a roster stance like uh so it, it's hard for me i hammered the giants early this is why this this one lost all value if you're going against the giants like the this has gotten buried since it opened cleveland browns the no to make the playoffs minus 120 the yes plus 115 so as you said before you're kind of threading the needle in the afc especially in this division so are you on the no side or just to stay away altogether uh i mean if you're on like the positive side there's some value here like i said this is one where i just 
I mean, I just think that it's in the it's just middle. I don't mm-hmm. I don't not in love with anything here. This is the, look, the, and these are the hard conversations we have to have with ourselves too, because these are the teams that are the, are the most difficult, the ones in the middle mm-hmm. uh, of who they're going to be. And Seattle's kind of one of those teams too. We mentioned Gino before. Let's talk about it. Uh, to make the playoffs, yes, minus one twenty. So Vegas feels pretty confident right now that that's going to happen. The no at plus one hundred four. Are you confident in Seattle's ability to get into the playoffs in twenty three? I, I am. I think when you look at the NFC landscape there, I think they're positioned to be one of the better teams. Mm-hmm. I actually like them uh, to tie in. You have like uh, for potential long shot plays. I actually like Seattle at, at plus 1300 uh, uh-huh. in the NFC too, like as a long play. Um, you look at that. Cause so the 49ers, like there's like some, some trepidation. There. Like we know the four, they have the second best odds uh, in the NFC for the Super Bowl, but like there's some like fragility with the 49ers. One, Absolutely. the 49ers, 49ers have the worst rest differential in the entire league this year. Uh, they have like a pretty rough opening schedule. And then what if like this quarterback situation is like a thing all year, right? Like what if it is like, w- w- like we can't just ass- take five games from Brock Purdy and say like, this is who he is. Like what if there is like so, some fragility with this quarterback situation and they have to deal with stuff. The offensive line also is not particularly as strong as it was on paper last year. Uh, especially when you're talking about just your, your anchor on your offensive line is pushing 40 years old. Like what if Trent Williams were to miss some time, this offensive line would then become like a pretty weak unit overall. Uh, definitely faced on Kyle Shanahan, but I think there's what, what I'm getting at is I think that there's still value that creates value for the Seahawks uh also i think the seahawks when you look at it like they they, they're probably going to take a step up defensively they got nothing but young athletes defensively adding jackson smith and jigba this is a team that was already effective on offense um i think that there is some stability in in the geno smith like rolling over what he's done because not only do we have last year's sample we have that 2021 sample Mm -hmm. of like he kind of gets the system and you add a jsn like this is an offense that they might have the best one through three wide receiver core in the league on the field arguably yeah yeah, so if there's a chance perfect segue you laid it out that's why you're such a pros pro so looking at long shots for the nfc seattle plus the 1300 do you have one for the afc yeah, the AFC, I think you're I think the Chargers still having the seventh best odds in the AFC gives them value at plus thirteen hundred. I think here is where like the Browns maybe have their most value at like plus eighteen hundred, right? Like because mm. you can turn that into something. Uh I obviously don't I, I don't I think that it's warranted that their odds are there, but I mean this is where you would get like your big payout, right? Like we're talking mm. long shots. Uh and then I also think in the NFC too, if you want to get real frisky, uh this is where you have like a, maybe you have the Falcons at mm-hmm. plus twenty eight hundred and the Bears at plus three thousand. Uh, if you want to get that's very real, frisky, you want to get real loose. That's uh, a little that's a little fun. fast and loose for me. Uh, so for me, AFC. I mean, listen, I got a hundred dollars to light on fire for that. <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. Uh, AFC for me plus one thousand the Jets right now. But again, I'm going to wait on that number in the AFC. So I'm not betting that. I think you can get an even better one in six weeks. So just wait. Uh, the NFC for me is the Cowboys, which again it's not a huge long shot, but Plus 650 is another one, too, where mm-hmm. I feel like if you're looking around the landscape, you know, who plays good defense? If Dak can, you know, kind of get back on track and protect the football a little bit better, maybe the best, you know, challenger for the Eagles, who I do already have heavy investments in to, to go back to the Super Bowl because uh, they're the Eagles and they look fantastic, is maybe from inside the house. Maybe it is the Dallas Cowboys. And then again, the Jets right now plus 1800 to win the Super Bowl. Do you have a long shot for the Super Bowl you like to want to throw that out there before we call it a day? 
So I actually I like the Cowboys for a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, obviously I, I like them at plus fourteen hundred. Obviously, we I like the NFC team, right? Like I like that in a lot of these long shots, the NFC side of the equation. You know, getting through the NFC playoffs is is going to be a lot different than getting through the AFC playoffs. Yeah. And the Cowboys, man, their roster is so loaded, and they're almost like have like the Charger stigma. Like people are always going to say, "Well, Dak Prescott is going to do something in the playoffs." Like that's going to be, but like this roster is so good. This defense is gnarly. It is like really absolutely good. nasty. And Parsons- and they actually win DPOY a, this year, my friends. Lock it in. And they actually have a little bit better draw than the Eagles do because of obviously how both the seasons went, you know. And um, and it was a bummer we didn't actually see last year the Cowboys and Eagles actually play uh, a heads up game because Dak didn't play in the first game and then Hurts didn't play in the second game. game. <laughs> so like, I'm I'm excited. I, I'm excited to finally get to see them play like at full strength because uh, the the one that the 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 the, the Dak. Minshew game was fun as hell. Uh, I I can imagine what a bit of Hertz was playing. So yeah. I'm excited uh, to see. It, those, I do like the Cowboys there. Circle those on your calendar. I like the Cowboys too. Again, the defense. That's what I keep coming back to. I'm looking for somebody who can defensively stand up to the Eagles and. I keep landing on Dallas. Uh, we could keep you all day, but again, that's not fair to you. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Rich Rebar at Lord Reeves, R-E-E-B-S. Check out all his amazing work at Sharp Football Analysis. Again, Warren Sharp and that whole team over there doing amazing work every year, whether it be fantasy stuff, whether it be wagering stuff. I mean, really, it's the best there is. And I got to uh, work a little bit with Warren last year. And don't forget, make sure you download uh, the betting pros app if you haven't already make sure you create your account there sync all of your sports books that way you can go make the best choices you can we lay out all the odds in all the different houses you can find the best ones for whatever you want to bet you can stay on top of things too with the app so you get the notifications when there's line movement on some of these things that you're interested in you could set those notifications don't forget you can go premium at bettingpros.com upgrade or drop a comment below subscribe to the youtube channel and you might win a freebie one of it anyway That way you can bet smarter, not harder all season long this NFL year. Great stuff as always. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Rich Rebar. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.